1: Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be.
2: I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico.
1: the jets uh it's a fox sports radio the J. sorry i was just singing along right there <laughs> it just, just inspired along. you to throw sorry, that one yeah. out there huh i, did, I didn't know did know the mic was on i'm sorry hot mic moment <laughs> hot mic moment didn't know the mic was on sorry <laughs>
4: well
1: it's a good thing you weren't listening to uh appetite for destruction or something now it? no 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 that's true that's true. You, gotta, you gotta gotta know when the mic is on gotta know when the mic is off well, there's yeah. that, too. <laughs> Big moment on, on the mic being off in the latest episode of The Morning Show. I don't know if you're watching The Morning Show. Catching uh, up. That's part uh, kind of the weekend. One thing on that. Oh, so you know what? I just started watching. I got to say this right here because this, this is a, 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 a service announcement here, television for Friday night. So I've been hearing all about the Squid Game, right? On yes. Netflix. Oh, it's the biggest show ever. I'm like, okay. And say, it seems it's like, like Korea's suing them or something because it's taken right, right. up so much bandwidth. Right, but it seems like it's my kind of show because it's kind of like the Hunger Games where these people wind up getting involved in these games where they have to play or they get killed. I'm like, okay, I kind of like that because I kind of dig the Hunger Games. No, oh, sure, hey. So I'm like, okay, so I get two episodes into Squid Game. I'm two episodes in. OK, this is a show that is about people who get uh, put in a game. And if you don't succeed in the game, you die and you die in a very gory way. OK, that's the, and I'm not that that's something you learn about the show, like going into it. You know, that's what it is. OK, that's the premise of the show. Then why am I bored to tears after the first two episodes? <laughs> I'm yeah, like, you've got to be kidding me. Well, because you've, you've gotta watched gotta be so many movies
4: me. and so many chaotic things through the years oh, that now this is day
1: well the first episode it takes so long to get to where you know they're going, right? It takes way long. I'm like, "Okay, this is way too long to get there." And then the second episode, I'm like, "Where's the action? Where's where where, where is it? It's it's I'm like, "How am I bored?" After watching the second episode, how am I bored? Because, again, it's too long to get to where you know it's going. And right. I'm like, this is just, how am I bored on this show? How am I bored? I don't understand. It's been two episodes, and it's it's Hunger Games come to life, and people are dying. But no, 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 I'm bored. I'm like, how am I bored with this? I don't understand. Well, because
4: I think maybe, maybe you've just be dis- been desensitized. Des- you just watch so much of this stuff. And you know every frame of the Hunger Games. I mean, you know, maybe they can, instead of, uh, what was it, Cabin in the Woods used? Roll with the changes? Oh, yeah. In this case, you were starting to sing. Let's sing action. Let's see people going deep down the Who Reservoir, uh, as it were. (laughs) Let's see people Mm. everywhere. Uh, Mm -hmm. Take me with you where you're going. And and then maybe there's murders after that. I I just think maybe you need to just watch some romantic comedies for a while. Maybe you need to just step out and you need to... Just step back from your hyper violent world and and maybe find some love.
1: Well, I am watching. You said I am watching Only Murders in the Building, and I'm a big oh, good. fan of it yeah. so far. Yes, that is that is a lot of fun so far. I got to say.
4: Well, Selena uh, Gomez.
1: I mean, who who's, can't sell? Oh, she's
4: great. Selena Gomez is great. And Martin Mr. Short
1: Steve is so Martin, funny. And Steve Martin's the straight man in this. Oh my God, Only Murders in the, and Tina Fey is sprinkled in. Oh, I love Only Murders in the Building is so much fun. It really is. I mean, and Martin Short, you forget how funny he was. Like in the late '80s, early '90s, he was one of the funniest guys on the planet. And you realize oh my god he still has the timing he still has everything he is he gives you the line in the first five minutes of the uh of the pilot where you're laughing hysterically and you are and at that moment i'm like okay i'm all in he gets when you meet his character for the first time he gives you this one line and it's just okay i'm in i'm completely in on this show because it was just that funny i'm telling you now next time they tour we'll have to go
4: yeah because the two of them go and i mean steve martin brings out his banjo Oh, sure. And he tweets. He
1: live tweets. He loves Twitter, Steve Martin, man. Oh, oh my yeah. God. He loves Twitter. He loves Twitter. Uh, but speaking of Twitter, uh, the number one trending topic right now is Clayton Kershaw. And I want to bring Steve DeSager in here because uh, a la- half hour ago, we talked about the Clayton Kershaw leaving tonight's start against the Brewers. Look, the Brewers are winning this 5-1. This could be the end of the Dodgers' push for the National League West. Kershaw left the game. And it was under the cloud of injury. Now, we're still waiting to find out. We'll hear from Dave Roberts post game. But it was a quick visit from Dave Roberts and a team trainer. And Kershaw comes out of the game. He sits on the bench. And, Steve, he brought something with him yeah. off the field that you don't normally
5: see happen. He still had the baseball in his glove. Instead, yeah. like most, most pitchers hand the ball, right? And the yeah. manager asks for the ball on the mound. No, he walked off with the trainer, took a seat in the dugout, Kershaw did, and kept the baseball in his glove. As you've mentioned earlier, his contract's up after this year. This is a guy that didn't pitch at all from July 4th until mid-September of this year. He was on the injured list, not with the back this time. It was forearm inflammation. Mm-hmm. I will say that his ERA is still a very good 3.38 this season going into tonight, which is actually his highest ERA since his rookie season. But what kills me is the quote that beat writer Bill Plunkett, Orange County Register, brought brought up after Kershaw went out that Kershaw said, when I feel great and healthy, I feel like I can pitch forever. And then when it hurts, I feel like I don't want to be hurt anymore.
1: That Um, really stuck
5: with the writer and it does with me.
1: I mean, and, and now this this is an interesting development because this is now not just about, is Kershaw going to stay, right? Because there's a long-term, a short-term, and then something that maybe is now coming out now. Like, short-term, I can't see him pitching again for the Dodgers, right? He's had three starts since the beginning of July, and he comes out of this game. Is he really going to pitch again this season? Probably not. Now, will they want him back next year? Sure, as long as he doesn't have some kind of crazy ask and he still wants to pitch, hey, you take a little bit less money, the Dodgers will give him a two-year deal. They want him to retire a Dodger. He wants to stay a Dodger. So unless he's really outlandish with his money, going, no, I want $30 million the next two years, the Dodgers will say, good luck in Texas, Clayton. But keeping the ball when you're coming off the mound, a- a there's part of it where, hey, this is my last game here, so I might be keeping the ball. And then there's this might be my last game game, and so I'm going to keep the ball coming off the mound. I mean, because I, we haven't talked about the retirement possibility for Kershaw, and, and, and here you are saying, hey, when I feel great, I'm great. When I don't feel great, I'm not. Is Kershaw going to be one of those guys who – when he keeps pitching, if he's one of those in and out of the lineup, and I can't do it, is he going to still stick around to do that? He's not. Well, he this, won the World Series. He's had an unbelievable yes. career. he he's not that kind of athlete. As dominant as he is, and what he wants, that's going to be content with. Hey, I'm okay with you know starting a couple of games, and then I'm going to be hurt for a while. Then coming back, and then I'm going to be hurt, and then I'm coming back, I'm going to be hurt. Uh, he's a guy that would retire before that became a big issue.
5: Sure. two issues actually, and he's only going to be 34 next season. Remember, he was drafted out of high school in Texas. So he got to the Dodgers at age 20, but that's a lot of mileage. Let's just put it that years, way. 14 <laughs> uh,
4: 2,453 regular season innings.
5: Yeah, so it's about 400 starts in his time as a Dodger. So there are two things that are reminded me of that, the fact that he's not that old, but the mileage is there. And the other thing is the guy who has mileage for the St. Louis Cardinals, that was in the news today. Adam Wainwright's 40 years old and suddenly went 17-7 and seven this year, and literally today the Cardinals gave him a contract and a raise for next year. He had said, basically, who am I kidding? I don't want to play for anybody else. And I wonder if Kershaw also has that in mind. It's not just can I pitch, do I want to go through this, but even if I could pitch, would I want to pitch for anybody else? That's a legitimate question as well in all this.
1: Yeah, I think if he thought he could do it – and appreciate it, Steve. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. We'll have more on this as, as it comes up. You know, the thing is, Mike, if he thinks he can pitch, he would still pitch, right? Like three years ago when he signed that big extension with the Dodgers, the Dodgers got a little nervous about not keeping him. Remember, he looked like he was potentially ready to bolt to go someplace else. Hey, all right, you, you clearly don't look at me as a number one guy anymore. Remember, they, they didn't start him in game one of the playoffs. Sure. Oh, we're going to have you later on. Um This is different. Back then, three years ago, I I can still do this at a high level. This is a season that has been marked for him with injuries and stops and starts. And every athlete, I don't care who you are, you're Clayton Kershaw, you're Tom Brady, when it gets to the point where I just physically can't do it, I can't go out and and be the guy I used to. And not only that, I can go out and I don't know at any moment I'm not going to be able to do it anymore. That's something that gets to an athlete's head and goes, you know what, it's just time for me to be done. Because really, how much longer does Kershaw have even if he decided to pitch? Another year or two? I mean, his back, his his injury history, it just isn't going to get better, right? I I say it all the time. Backs don't get better, right? Backs don't get – you can only live with them and, and, and wind up dealing with them for so long before you say, you know what, you win. Right. I mean, everybody I've ever known in my life that's had back trouble. That's it. So, you know, what? I eventually got to the point where I knew I couldn't do these things. So I didn't do these things anymore. And my life improved dramatically because I didn't try to do things I couldn't. I get it's, it's upsetting that I can't do what I used to. But I did that. And if this is where Kershaw is at right now, a, a season in which his health is just extremely frustrating. Yeah. Does he really come back? I mean, for for the first time, I'm looking at this and going, this would be the last time we see Clayton Kershaw come off the mound. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm hoping not. I mean, I'm hoping that he c- continues to be able to pitch and, and it's a false alarm or something happens. But, you know, keeping the ball coming off the mound, maybe it's in his head, look, I'm going to go out and try to do it this year. We have a great team, and if I can't do it, this is it for me. So I keep the ball coming off because I, I can't believe he disagreed with coming out of the game, which is right. I'm going to keep, you know, instead sure. of giving you the ball, I'm going to keep it because I disagree with coming out of the game here. Uh, I wonder if he kept that ball because of that. That's the last ball, the last pitch I ever threw. I'm keeping the ball from this this game and this is going in my uh, collection of memorabilia.
4: Yeah, it is. It is certainly uh, for Dodger fans, hand-wringing moment. Not just the you know where the game is against the Brewers. Uh, it was one of those you've been stalking them all along. Are you are you going to be able to get over the Giants? They're they're currently up three uh, nothing in the top of the seventh uh, against San Diego here, uh, and Dodgers still down five one bottom five. But with Kershaw, you know, as we talked about with Steve, two thousand eight comes in as a twenty year old. All those weary miles, the injuries, the back the forearm it all starts to add up and and you, you you question you know this is the guy that it's always been a joy to watch I, I love the way he bristled uh you know at dumb questions and whatever else uh and loves his 7:11, you know 7:10 start time right that's when we start and if it's anything uh off of that he was always salty uh 248 career era but it, it's we, we talk about it was usually in the NFL more than anything else, Jason, where it's a wide receiver or a running back or something where it's like, all right, you're no longer the A-list guy. And now you have to accept that you are a mid-rotation guy. And that's where he is right now, right, between Urias and Walker Bueller. Uh, but, you know, on any given Sunday or every fifth day, I mean, there's that possibility that he still can throw a gem. But we know the innings uh, have piled up, so the bullpen's got to be ready. And, and certainly it's been a, a fantastic run to watch him grow in all of this and so happy when he got his World Series victory, right, because we've seen so many other legends leave all, all of our sports that never got to experience that moment. But leaving with the, the baseball didn't seem like there was, you know, from anything we've seen or anything reported at this point, and Steve would be all over it if there had, that there was any type of, you know, acrimony there with Dave Roberts, right? No uh, – waving him off, no cursing at him as he's coming out of the dugout, because we've certainly seen a lot of pitchers do that through the years. Hi, Snell, uh, as well as some others. Uh, but this one is, you know, one of those sombering notes. You know, we always talk about father time coming for you. You always just hope it's in the offseason where you can make that decision versus being on the mound, getting ready for the playoffs. So very difficult thing to, to watch and, and to start seeing the scribes uh, putting their – fingers to the keyboards tonight because you you talk about what he's meant to this organization 185 and 84 the career numbers 248 the ERA just an amazing run for Clayton Kershaw selfishly I hope it's not over but if his body's telling him he's done I hope he uh, cherishes that baseball
1: all right, now, Steve DeSager's back. You have an update on Clayton Kershaw. He's been traded to the Mets. Is that what you're telling me? What, what happened?
5: That would be a typical Mets thing to get an injured player. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He'll be ready we're for spring gonna, training. Let's go. We're not going to hurt our guys. We're going to trade for the guys that are hurt, too. We're going to do yeah, everything. Yeah, for
5: Conforto. Kershaw for Conforto right sure. now. I think that's going to be the... No, the Dodgers radio and TV have just announced straight from the team that Clayton Kershaw left tonight's game in the second inning with left forearm discomfort. That is the same issue that kept him out for over two months this season. He had only had three starts coming back from injury this past month. He had ramped it up to almost 75 pitches each of the last couple starts. Tonight, he doesn't even make it through the second inning. Left forearm discomfort, so it wasn't rebellion with the baseball, and it was injury why he left the game.
1: Thanks a bunch, Steve. You really wonder, is this the end for Clayton Kershaw? I mean, th- this is how it happens sometimes, and it happens this fast. Go to slash sports to see their Firestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's slash sports TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
2: I'm Katia Adler, host of the Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico.
1: I was alone, and then no, I called the singing. cops, and I picked up the phone, and then I put it down, and I ate pizza, and I had wings, <laughs> and then I w- Are you eating pizza and wings right now? No, no, I wish I had pizza and wings today. No, I did not. Uh, I had lunch with you today, buddy. I know, that, I that couldn't have been enough to today.
4: satisfy the, the full day, though.
1: It was all... Oh, no, no, yeah. Well, listen, I had the, you know, I, I drank my... Uh, I drank my seltzer water all through lunch with you, and had a nice little protein-filled uh, uh, lunch. yeah, I was looking for pizza at the end of the day. Ah, uh, we're looking for pizza at the end.
4: Well, you gotta—you usually have your copious amounts of cheese heading into the weekend.
1: Yes, yes. There are days when I go, boy, I have not had enough cheese today. I mean, there's the days I go, I really haven't had cheese today. What, what's wrong? I can now I can have cheese again. That's kind of how I think about. Take it. Take you off your balance there? Yeah, a little bit. I'm a little off balance. Where's my cheese? Uh, The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Fox Sports Radio Studios. Trey Turner's second home run of the night, a grand slam, has tied the game with the Brewers at five apiece. Meanwhile, the Giants up 3-0 over the Padres as they bat in the bottom of the seventh inning. So it looks like we could wind up seeing the NL West get pushed by another day to tomorrow. I love it. Let's go. Oh boy, it is some kind of fun. All blacked out on my television set,
4: so I got nothing but just updates oh
1: that's Oops. right are you kidding i don't know that there's ever been a broadcast quite like this the colors are so vibrant <laughs> oh my god
4: the this cerulean is blue just yeah. making oh. you feel so good
1: <laughs> like when homer turns on itchy and scratchy and misses the big cartoon and across the clown goes oh they'll never let us show that one again <laughs> oh
3: boy <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah exactly
1: uh, meanwhile, the big game going on in the American League revolves around the Seattle Mariners, who trail the Angels right now 2-1 to one, as they try to stay in a locked position for the wild card. Uh, they're coming to bat in the bottom of the seventh inning. It has not been a great night for the, uh, uh, for the Mariners hitting the ball. At least they got an RBI from Jared Kelnick. Uh, I know. But they still trail the Angels 2-1. to one.
4: You want to hear a good good note out of that one, though? They sold <sighs> there... it out tonight. Almost. Well, hey, they could make the playoffs for the they first a...
1: time since since Ken yes. Griffey was a rookie. But they actually I... sold it out. And like, I mean, Ken our Riffey guy Softy senior.
4: was like, "I got to keep retweeting this every every hour because I don't believe it."
1: so yeah we're going to continue to have drama in the al all the way down to the last day the yankees losing again the red Sox win blue jays win now the mariners could win oh my goodness it's just getting better and better for the next couple of days here in major league baseball but clearly the world is going to stop sunday night at eight o'clock five o'clock pacific time when Tom Brady and the Bucks and Tom Brady in his very hoarse voice oh, invade yeah. Gillette stadium. And this is kind of shy. I mean, I, I could already hear some of the people today going, if Brady can't talk, he's not going to be able to call the signals. It's <laughs> going to be impossible. Oh my God. It's go- oh, I'm not, I can't pick the Bucks Here anymore. Uh, but just so you know, Brady was not feeling it today in the vocal cord department. Uh, Here's a little bit of him answering questions today in advance for the game on Sunday.
3: I got a great group of coaches here, an amazing group of guys that, you know, still motivate me and inspire me to be the best I could be for this team and this organization. You know, coming on here for a year and a half, I have nothing but incredible thoughts, memories, emotions towards all the kind of football experiences I've had. And that's obviously one that was the longest. I still have a lot of great friends there, but they know I want to kick their butt this week.
1: They know I want to kick their butt. And uh it's you listen, we want Ben Simmons back. Okay? <laughs> we 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 don't want to train. We want Ben Simmons back. All right, I'm about to say, I didn't do anything. I never said he couldn't do it. We want him back. Um, you know, I remember a game, and I'm going back to the 80s now, right? You know, I'm when I was a kid, and I remember Steve DeBerg was playing quarterback, and I forget, you know, because Steve DeBerg played for like a hundred teams. But there was a week remember a big story was he couldn't talk. He was hoarse the entire week. So in the game, they put some kind of projection uh, device on the back of his shoulder pads. His shoulder pads, he looked like, you know, he got a big hump in the back, right? Like it's uh, like, I'm like, how does that happen? So when he called the signals, everybody could hear it. So it was like, it was like a stereo he had on it. And I'm like, (laughs) he's going to get sacked and that thing's going to get broken. I mean, because he had no voice and he couldn't call the signals. And they actually did that in the game for him. Now I'm hopeful that they help Brady out. The number one thing I would say is if I'm the Bucks, dude, don't do what are you doing talking to me? Don't do this press con. You can't speak. Save your voice for when you can call signals on Sunday. Okay, it's, it's I, I know you want to talk about how much you want to kick their butts here. Everybody knows how badly you want to win. But why don't you rest your voice just a little bit? Because you got a you had a big game on Sunday night. Let's just rest, drink some tea. I mean non caffeinated, yeah, and you'll sure. be fine for Sunday. Look, Alex Tyshirt, I'm sure has all kinds of crazy r- remedies that's going to get Tom Brady's voice back to a rich baritone by, I don't know, by eating bark off a tree and then, you know, eating the the uh, uh, the, the insects that are frozen in the sap. I don't know, shirt You have some kind of a, a remedy like that? So Approach? it's
6: very simple here. All he has to do is go and get himself some spring water, preferably above an 8.2 pH level to make it very alkaline. And what he has to mix in there is some turmeric with ginger powder tea and then add some very organic, un touched raw honey so it's basically just like straight from the comb mix that up there with a little bit of lemon drinks that twice a day he'll be shouting like he's never had a horse voice before Promise. I think
1: I think you made up half of
4: those things.
6: That was all accurate statements.
1: N-
4: I think you well, made I'd up half ginger, those Well, I see ginger, honey, lemon. I mean, he's right on it. Just saying.
6: Yeah. Know,
1: Rick, I, it, no, but is the one other of the stuff first things
4: listed in the article I'm reading right now.
1: Thank you, Mike. No, you Opera said something Jennifer there. In the middle. Jennifer Holiday agrees. W- no, what would you say in the middle there? I think that's... I need to make up
4: I said the, the ginger, whole thing
6: that Mike just reiterated that I
4: said.
1: No, 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 but you said it the says ginger
4: and honey. cut up an entire knob of ginger. That's great. I've never heard it called a knob of ginger, but I'm all for it. I usually say
6: clove or just root. You say
1: is there what bike horn horn right and, and a hair no. of somebody oh off no
6: the, uh, is if, that what it is if brady wants to play for another 10 years he needs to go get some sour soap that's for sure okay.
4: <laughs> as sour soap makes its way back in <laughs> it's been a minute tie shirt nicely done oh uh,
1: boy all right no i think you i think you just gave the uh the equation for polyjuice potion no i didn't <laughs> uh, i think that's how you make polyjuice for all you know you're it's a, a love wizard, potion. harry <laughs> all right thanks a bunch jt you're welcome uh, so, again, again, that, that <laughs> advice is for entertainment purposes only because I can't, I can't for a second confirm that what he said, half those things are real. Uh, so, <laughs> look, I'd love to be able to pick the Patriots in this game, but I can't, right? I mean, I'd love to be able to. A win for the Patriots this weekend, quite honestly, is if they lose by less than two touchdowns. All right, as much as you want to say, look, Belichick's going to game plan for Brady, Brady's going to game plan for Belichick, Look at these two teams. There's not one position group where the Patriots are better than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No. Not one. Not one. I I thought the front seven would be better for New England starting out, but it's not. And Tampa Bay is better everywhere so you can game plan and scheme all you want but in the end if, if you have the better team and you're better everywhere the only way you don't win a game like that is if you're not prepared and do you really think the Bucks and Tom Brady aren't going to be prepared going into this game I mean you're going to hear from Jay Glazer coming up in about a half hour and he's like listen Tom is so laser focused he's telling everybody what to do at practice and, and, and the coaches are this is going to be a route and I'm picturing Brady spiking every football Every time they score a touchdown, the receiver is going to hand the ball back to Brady, who's going to spike it. He's going to get booed. He's going to get cheered. If somehow the Patriots find a way to lose this game by less than two touchdowns, that's a victory. Because barring anything else, let's just say Brady gets slowed down a little bit by Belichick, which fine. I'm going to throw it out there that there is going to be a little bit of getting past it. Is Mac Jones suddenly going to turn into a player who's going to start lighting up the scoreboard? it's not, not against this defense. People forget how good Tampa Bay's defense is too. And he struggled so far. They're not giving him a lot. They're not, they're not doing anything going downfield. This is not the game you're going to do. This is not the get-well game where suddenly, hey, Mac Jones is really Tom Brady, unless Belichick told the entire team, and I could give you this conspiracy theory, hey, we're not going to do any. We're going to run like seven different plays for the first three weeks and then open up everything against the Bucs because I got to win this game against Tom. Unless that happens, which it's not going to, there is no way the Patriots can stay close in this. I, Mac, Like I said, if I thought some way the Patriots could do it, but they can't. And it's going to be a blowout, and Brady's going to win. And at the end of the game, we're all going to be wondering, are they going to shake hands after? Are they going to wave to each other? What's that goodbye going to be with Brady and Belichick? That's how this is going to play out.
4: Yeah, I mean, it comes down to this. Your your biggest plays, I mean, Jacoby Myers has thrown two touchdown passes on trick plays, and he's a good receiver, but is he a game-breaker? No. Is Nelson Aguilar a game-breaker? No. If he's uh, if there is one on that roster, I, I haven't seen him. And that's not anything having to do with scheme or opponents or anything, because you you look at their who's they played at this point, right? Other than your Jets, uh, you know you're, you're looking at solid teams, not spectacular. And coming out, Mac Jones, he's gonna he's gonna make mistakes. That front seven of the Buccaneers is strong, and now you add Richard Sherman, whatever he is at this point in his career, he's going to come in and give you some veteran leadership and whatever number of snaps he can play, right? Because they lost a couple of guys in the secondary. That's where they're potentially vulnerable, but again, who on New England scares you other than a trick play? James White's gone for the year with a hip injury, so he's gone. Damian Harris is a between-the-tackles guy who, again, some opponents, going to be fine. Vita Vea just swallow him like Vince Wilfork used to all those years ago. Yeah, that's what I did. I got Vince nice. Wilfork. Nice. You went
1: Vince Wilfork. But,
4: but for for Brady and company, like, there's just no chance New England can score with them. Even if the defense for New England schemes well and, quote, holds them down, right? No Gronkowski. Oh, I'm sorry. There's O.J. Howard and Cameron Brate. Hi. Next guy's up, right? And then you look at the wide receivers. Antonio Brown is back. To, to mess with you a little bit you got multiple weapons in the backfield none of those guys are world beating but they've integrated Fournette more into the passing game and when he catches it cleanly that's a you know that's a house of fire running downhill on you, right? Once he gets ahead of steam, he's tough to bring down as long as he doesn't bobble it up into the arms of the de- defense but that, that, they're working through those kinks but Evans and Godwin, pick your poison there's just too many guys. He, Scotty Miller's not available, right? He, he and Gronk missed this one. Miller to the IR, Gronk just for this week, uh, which is too bad because I think he really would have enjoyed the the passion, pageantry and celebration of this. And notice how quiet he was all week, too. I mean, he didn't hear anything from Gronk, even though they tried on that graphic to add Antonio Brown. It's like, look, Antonio Brown returns to Foxborough. It's like, what? He was there for a cup of coffee and staying in Tom Brady's house. But, but either way, it, you know, just to the the point. If they're somehow able to, and this game's only out to a seven point spread. It started at uh, Tampa, given five and a half. If you got in early, congratulations, because they win this game by at least a touchdown. And if they don't, it's a it's a week of fodder on the backside of this. Because going in, there's other matchups on this slate. We've talked about it all week, and you've tried to convince me. Just because the Today Show showed. Going up. And I, you know, it's a big deal. You get the network morning show. I get it. It's a big deal that they're gonna they broadcast there from there today, and you'll have all the extra. And Natalie you know, Morales odd, odd is leaving,
1: and Hoda was there, and and Savannah. I know, and I, I know, know, Hoda
4: was there. Like you brought up Hoda forty-seven times. If I got a nickel every time, that that would at least buy me a, a cup of coffee. Well, no, actually, that really wouldn't get me a cup of coffee anywhere. It would get me a soda out of our uh, out of our vending machine, assuming it's been restocked since last I was there. But I, I mean, I, and-
1: I, Murray was there, and Meredith Vieira was there. Keep going. Deborah Norville was there. Carson Daly was there. There's just a
4: couple of guys. you got to be careful if you bring them back into the fold here
1: for various reasons. I I, I think Lester Holt was there. Look at that. (laughs) Lester Holt. I think Joe Garagiola was there. I mean. Well,
4: now now, now you've got me, uh, (laughs) color me intrigued. But there's a number of games on the slate that from a pure football perspective are a million times more interesting. Right, because this one on paper should be a blowout, but if somehow New England hangs around, somehow they get the upset, and then in the postgame hugs, handshakes, flipping each other off, or snarky commentary in the postgame press conferences—that I mean, that's where the juice is, right? That's it. Because if the Patriots win, Belichick should be carried off. I mean, like we're talking. Buddy Ryan and Mike Ditka style. Oh, yeah, the this eight, is like, Super hey, Bowl hey, twenty.
1: winning Super Bowls is great, but you somehow beat Brady in his return with a really bad team. Hey, congratulations, Bill. We're going to carry you off the field. <laughs> right. I mean, because really, I mean, we
4: look at this team. What are they going to be? Seven and ten, eight and nine, nine and eight right? I, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what we're looking at when it's all said and done for this squad because he'll win a couple of games because normally September is, you know, growing pains and certainly with a rookie quarterback, you're figuring it out. You've got a defense that's that's got some teeth to it. And there, there's games on the schedule that you can circle wins. You at least have one more against the Jets. But when we, we even though we've heard a lot from the coaches today, man, when Zach Wilson gets it, man, he's going to get <laughs> it, man. I, I like that. That was fun. Uh, but I, I, just, I just don't see this Team hanging with them. I want to no. for Sunday no. night football sake, so folks stay tuned in and it's
1: all excitement in a prime time spot. I just I just don't see it. No. It's gonna be it would be some kind of achievement and it's not gonna happen.
3: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Oh! Live. You are looking live at the Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, right now, Angels and the Mariners. Mariners need a win. <laughs> really need a win. They More trail Kellnick the Angels 2-1 in the top of the eighth inning. Meanwhile, Giants lead the Padres. Three is it. Padres batting in the top of the ninth. Dodgers have the lead over the Brewers. But it might be a little too little. Too late. Uh, we'll have more baseball coming up a bit because uh, Clayton Kershaw could wind up being a tremendously large story coming off of this one. But Mike and I do this every week, right? We give you our upset special picks. And now this year, new feature, our lay double the points. Games we like so much in the NFL. We feel you could lay double the points in these. And I'll kick things off by saying I'm going to kick things off. I'm going to kick things off by saying I'm going to kick things off. I'm going to kick things off, so I'm kicking things off. I'm going Chiefs minus seven, which basically means minus 14 over the Eagles. Look, Kansas City is not that bad. Of all the times I have said they're going to struggle to be (laughs) a wild card type team this year, right? They're still good, right? They're just not the team they were. And other teams have gotten better where the Chiefs have kind of been the same. Uh, But the Eagles stink. All right, if they lose and struggle <laughs> here, then I'm going to do the biggest victory lap about the Chiefs you could possibly oh, imagine. I but that's yeah, not I told you happen.
4: so is ready for Monday night already.
1: Yeah, I mean this should be a rollover get well game, right? Kansas City's offense is too much. Philadelphia doesn't have the playmakers outside of of Jalen Hurts a little bit to hurt that Chiefs defense. Maybe he gets some really good. Garbage time fantasy points, but really, this should be the Chiefs in a blowout over the Eagles. So I'll do lay double the points, minus 7, which is minus 14.
4: Wow, look at you. All right, I am going to go – because it's just – it's not a big spread, but it's opposite, well, one you predicted earlier. uh, And I'm taking Denver to win – outright at home. Baltimore coming in banged up. Offensive line. No Stanley. Lamar Jackson after his flip and everything else. The hip injury. Uh, Wondering you know, how hurt he truly is. I do believe you get some points out of Hollywood Brown, but looking at the offensive efficiency of Denver. Tim Patrick has stepped up nicely. Cortland Sutton is back to looking like Cortland Sutton and Teddy. Two gloves taking care of the football. Von Miller will be all over the field. Give me Denver. It's only a one or two points So I'm still within that touchdown magic number. Let's
0: go.
1: Oh, look at you get within there. Uh, My second pick I'm taking again. This is a minus seven where I'm going minus 14. Give me the Saints over the Giants. This should be over after the first quarter. All right. The Giants defense isn't good enough to slow the Saints offense down enough. So it's going to be on the offense to score and they're not going to be able to score enough, right? This is still a very limited offense. Saquon Barkley is not the guy he was. He's still trying to get into football shape if he ever gets back to the guy that he was when he was a rookie 17 years ago, and it's not happening this week. Daniel Jones, they should be Daniel Jones-driven. The Giants should do this for the rest of the season because you got to find out about the guy. If you're going to go with him or at the end of the season go, hey, thanks, DJ. Hey, Russell Wilson, you really want to stay in Seattle? Come on, man, we're open for you. Uh, This is going to be a game where... It should be a fourth quarter. The starters have their shoulder pads off on the sideline all done, and Taysom Hill is playing quarterback, and Winston's (laughs) hanging out laughing. This should be a laugher. So lay double the points. Give me the Saints minus seven, which is minus 14, over the Giants.
4: Yeah, I had done a whole write-up of how Tennessee was just gonna beat that Jets ass all over the field, uh, but at seven and a half, and your two starting wide receivers are out. Yeah, maybe we'll back down a little
1: bit on that. Both Browns Titans and, could play with nine and still win the game. It doesn't. Yeah, matter. but by, that would be by
4: by fifteen. <laughs> I mean, we're talking outside of two. Uh, not, not, well, Derrick Henry's still uh, a monster who can carry them all on his shoulders. Uh, the game I am looking at when we get a uh, get into our second. Squad and and this one it it gets a little harder in in that regard, but I'm going to take the Chargers to win by more than a touchdown. Spread's three and a half. Vegas coming in fifty-two and a half is your total. No, I am not sucking up to Justin Frostberg. I have watched a Raiders team fall behind fourteen nothing to inferior opponents. Chargers ain't letting them get back up off the mat when that becomes the inevitability on Monday. And I'm sorry for all those Raider fans that will be in attendance. Chargers will be happy to take your money. But there's a storm brewing, like our buddy Sean Merriman said, and it's going to get cold. And it's going to get cold. And I'm looking for Justin Herbert to have a big game in primetime. In our viewing window on Monday Night Football,
1: I will say this you know, in, in your continued effort to try to make this game as big as the Patriots and the Bucks, yeah. any other week, this is the game of the week. No, I you know. Have two teams <laughs> that you really want to find out about, right? Are, right. Are, are the Raiders really this good? I think they are. Are the Chargers ready to be this good? I think they are. I mean, this is some kind of matchup. It's just, hey, we got Bucks' pats on Sunday night, you know, yeah. so we'll be breaking that down. Oh, great. Monday night, they'll have the night to themselves, but really, uh, it, it's Bucks pats But this game, I'm with you, man. I can't wait for this game on Monday.
4: No, that's going to be a lot of fun, and obviously, we're excited. We'll come on air right about halftime, uh, and we'll see where we're at. Our buddy Merriman will be there. We'll be checking in on Frostburg's pulse over the course of the night, and of course, going through all the good, bad, and ugly of Sunday's games in the National Football League. Can't wait.
1: So there's our picks. Twitter at how about a fresca? Mike at Swollen Dome laid double the points. Coming up next, we got Jay Glazer stopping by. We'll preview Tampa Bay and New England, the latest on Deshaun Watson, Bears quarterbacks, Roethlisberger, and more. Fox.
2: I'm Katya Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico.